Another production from Solid Gold Podcasts. Ena baya khoya dag molo kunjani how are we all going? I see somebody looking at me like with quizzical eyes right now. And that would be Jenny Baxter over in France, where she's much more used to going, Oh, bonjour, mes amis. Well, I'm Melanie Walker. I'm in Johannesburg, so I'm going to be speaking all the other languages and speaking English and French from the wonderful place of Antibes. Of course, we have Jenny from sapeople.com. How are things over in France? Hey, Mel, I think I understood you, and I think my reply would be, Si pele? Si pele? <laughs> It depends on the language you're speaking. Yeah. Say, bye, good, thank you, and met you. We're going to speak safer Afrikaans. Yes, bye, good. I'm very had, uh, happy to hear that. You say, siya bonga. And it's kunjani, sipile. Isn't that, that's what we used to say when we were kids? Yeah, but kunjani, siya pila. Oh, okay. Siya pila. There's another one as well, but I always say siya pila. Sikona. You would say sikona as well. Anyway, now that we've given a small little lesson, we should just become, what is that that worldwide kind of language group? We'll teach everybody to Duolingo. speak. Duolingo. Duolingo. We'll t- teach everybody, along with Trevor Noah, on how to speak in different languages. He can do koza. I will do... Zulu, Every other and, language. And you can do all the other languages. Right, no, no, there we no, go. You okay. can. <laughs> Your pronunciations are so good. Yeah, that's why everybody thinks that I'm actually fluent in a language. I always get the pronunciation right. And I think that's actually a, a, a main thing of it is, you know, don't sound like I do have it where I go and I go, Ukunjani <laughs> instead of Kuntani. <laughs> But anyway, right, what have you got? Talking about Sia Bonga, we've got Sia Khaleesi with his book coming out. I see as your main story. Yes, it's just that it's um, the book seems to have gripped everyone in South Africa and overseas. You, if you're in England, you can get it at Waterstones. It's on Amazon. So I presume everyone around the world can get it. It's been written by a British guy and with Sia Khaleesi's permission. So it is of stories that even Rachel said. I mean, I just sobbed when I read what she wrote, that, you know, she read his book and she read stories that he had never told her before. And she just, you know, the the book really reiterates what a wonderful guy he is coming from rags to riches and how everything is about your intention Mm. and the power of intention. So I just think it's really awesome. And, And the main thing is that a few years ago, somebody else wrote a book about Sia, which everybody thought was um, kind of commissioned. And meanwhile, Sia had actually asked the guy and the publishers to not write that book. And then they cashed in on the World Cup as well. So this time around, this book is with Sia Khaleesi's collaboration. So please support it. It's a really good book. Fantastic. I see him in a lot of ads and I I have the utmost respect and admiration for the man. I think he's fantastic. And of course, I mean, you know, it's lovely. I always thought that Chili Boy Ramapele would be the first black South African Springbok captain. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm so glad that Sia came in. He's a he's a, a scholar and a gentleman. There we go. All right. So what news have you yeah. got for the expats around the world? Well, well, for the Springbok fans, they can hopefully meet Sia or at least watch him play and watch the rest of the Springboks play in November. They're going to be in Scotland, Wales and England. So for the UK tour, 
they've also just announced the Springbok Sevens Rugby Sevens schedule. Yeah, and you know we're the winners at the moment, so you know we'll be the defending champions. And I think the we 20... are the champions, <laughs> my friend. Yes, <laughs> the twenty twenty two season kicks off next month as well. I think in Dubai, and it ends in Cape Town next year. But you know, in between, there'll be lots of opportunities for South Africans living abroad to wear their Springbok gear and their South African gear and go watch them. Um, It's not going to be in Australia and New Zealand next year because they're not quite over their whole COVID thing. So I think it's going to be in Spain instead, a couple of new venues. Fantastic. But there's lots of expats there. Talking about gearing, uh, (laughs) gearing up for things. Of course, uh, we here in South Africa are gearing up for the elections. Our local elections are coming up. I'm not going to say much more of that, except that I'm pretty sure that at some stages I can just imagine um, the great Tata Madiba, Nelson Mandela, rolling over in his grave about some of the stuff that's happening here. But enough said about that. But you do have something else, which is some good news about Nelson Mandela, the auction in New York. Yeah, it's a a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, probably the first and last time that such personal items belonging to Nelson Mandela are going to be auctioned. It's on the 11th of December, but until the 7th of November, um, South Africans that are in New York can go to the museum at the Fashion Institute of Technology, and there's a Mm -hmm. partial exhibition of what's on. Um, It's basically like his famous shirts, his ID book. He only ever had one South African ID book. That book is, is up for auction. Glasses that he wore, books that he kept, you know, all kinds of things. His Mm. his family are auctioning it because they're building the Memorial Garden, which was already started, but they'd like to finish it to fulfill his dream because he really wanted the Eastern Cape to become a place that attracted tourism, you know, and attracted visitors. And this Memorial Garden is, you know, the plans are just beautiful and it will have some of his personal belongings there as well because you'll you'll go through different stages in the garden as you go through different stages of his life. Mm. So that's the garden down in Kunu. I actually know one of the people yeah. who's been working on it, uh, a really great landscape architect here in South Africa called Greg Straw. Yes, he's um, the main and, guy. This is all yeah. his... And, and as an aside, he's married to the lovely actress Zoe Fairbrother, or Fairbrother Straw. <laughs> <laughs> She's a wonderful, wonderful person as well. Okay, so that's that's good. I'm glad that they're going forward with the gardens in Kunu. Yeah. Now, it says Doc Sarah Ferguson. Immediately you see, I see Sarah Ferguson. I immediately think of Fergie, the princess. Oh, I know. But, but obviously not, not the same person. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, this Sarah Ferguson is an equally lovely person, but she's raised, raising awareness about plastic pollution. And so she has, um, she, she, there's this documentary about her attempt to swim around the entire perimeter of Easter Island. And mm-hmm. then there's, uh, and, and her, her one, I've forgotten what the film is called, actually. But but her documentary, as well as another documentary about Chris Burtish, who is mm. this legendary South African surfer who also made the attempt to be the first to paddleboard across the Atlantic Ocean. I <laughs> know, insane. Both, <laughs> totally insane. <laughs> both those movies are going to be available for South Africans in Washington to watch this Friday. They're premiering at the Washington West Film Festival in Reston. 
so a fantastic opportunity for South Africans in America to go and support some some South Africans that are raising great awareness and doing good things for the planet. Along with Lewis Pugh, one of our other great environmentalists. I, I love it when people do this and we should be all doing it actually, being a little bit more aware. Yeah. <sighs> what can we say? Don't get me on my soapbox. You know how that can turn out. All right, so <laughs> get along if you are in um, Washington on Friday, the, October the 22nd. That's the Friday. Okay, so what news have you had in from some expats? I mean, what has been happening out there that South Africans are making South Africans at home proud? Well, the one is Elon Musk, who now has Two, I don't know. I know some people aren't that proud, but but he's a great businessman and has a mm-hmm. an incredible mind. Um, and lots and lots of money. What is it? Two hundred thirty billion dollars. Correct. So he now has more than what Bill Gates and Warren Buffett have put together. Who? who right. were, Do you think I could ask him to fix my car for me? <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh. I'll say I'm one of your biggest fans back here in South Africa. I'm sure you saw me on TV. He no, could I'm... fix a few <laughs> municipalities as well. That wouldn't be uh-huh. a bad idea. If he decided to come and stand here in South Africa, I'd definitely um, vote for him. He's giving right, away so, um... $150 million, and I think 100 of that you could win with, with a, an amazing idea on how to save carbon. How do you uh, lower carb- your carbon footprint? Exactly, exactly. So, so that's all you've got to do. Just come up with a great idea about your car, perhaps, and um, and you could win a hundred million and fix your car. What would I do with a hundred million dollars? Goodness come and me, visit I could me. take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad idea. Now, okay, tell me who is Cameron Norrie? Oh, so he just won the Indian Wells Tennis Championship, and he's now number 16 in the world. And I just thought we could semi-claim him just a little, little bit, because he was born in Johannesburg and spent the first three years of his life in South Africa. And since we often claim J.R.R. Tolkien, um, who was born in the free state and spent a minute in South Africa. Bloemfontein, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that somebody who spent three years and was born in the country is also worth sort of claiming and also a little bit sad because, you know, when he was three years old, they were burgled. And that's what made his family leave South Africa. They went to mm. New Zealand. And then when he was 16, he went to England to further his tennis career. So he's now British. Okay, well, if we can claim Richard E. Grant, even though he was born in Swaziland, but he did go to university and things in South Africa, we can claim him as South African. I'm sure we can claim this one too. <laughs> Why not? He's out. We'll, we'll, take it, we'll take it where we find it. How's that for a job? I agree. <laughs> oh, and did you see that they had the Miss Essay competition done in, in Cape Town? Uh, was it this past weekend? Yes, beautiful. It's funny though, you know, because I've lived in England, Australia and France. And nowhere else does anybody actually pay any attention to these competitions. Yet in South Africa, and I understand it in South Africa, they are still such a huge thing and these people become celebrities. But, you know, one of the wonderful things is, you know, like your, your latest Miss South Africa, um, Lelele Nswana, yeah? Mm-hmm. You know, she already has a foundation. So before she even became Miss SA, she has a foundation doing so much for young young people who don't have self-esteem, who, you know, have boundaries put around them, helping them reach a fuller potential than life has given them. Mm. So she sounds amazing. But it's just, it's just, I think, in the rest of the world, beauty competition, you know, a competition that is anything about beauty is just not 
given the same focus? Yeah, I suppose they, they think it's like pretty much old fashioned now. But I mean, coming from that particular field myself and knowing how much good yes, you Ms. can Hale do. Brown number two or princess, princess <laughs> <Bill> Brown. <laughs> no, look, I mean, every, and for all of those feminists who think that um, beauty competitions are demeaning, there are many feminists out here who found them actually quite useful, especially when I did so much work in Hillbrow back in the days when it was still okay to go there um, and live there. Yeah. Um, and people I use the platform in, in such a good way yeah. nowadays, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I would say get behind them because they are doing good things. Yeah. That's it. And she's a law grad. Um, from uh, University of Pretoria as well. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it, it has evolved. We're not dumb blondes, you know. <laughs> no, but you are blonde. No. Okay, now you've got, you've got something here about Rikofi. What is that? What's that? Okay, so, so you know when we were... <laughs> I know what, I mean, hang on. I know what Rikofi is, okay. But, but what is that about, should I say? <laughs> well, they're celebrating their 50th anniversary this year. And they are such a South African brand, they say. Mm. So, they, so they're celebrating South Africanism. And in order to celebrate it, they have created a special keyboard that you can download, you know, on an app. Uh, called the, can you pronounce that? Mzanse. Say yes. <laughs> Keyboard. And what it has is, you know, predictive text, like we were talking about earlier, autocorrect and everything that gets everything yes. wrong. So for South Africans, that happens a lot because there's so many words in South Africa that the global keyboards don't know. So they've created a special keyboard just for South Africans so that your predictive text will get it right, will know hmm. which words. And so I've, they've sent us um, a special, because I thought a lot of expats may not know some of the words that have happened in the What's last... What's achus? Well, that, that's the number one word. And what is it? I think it means like a friend. This is my achus. Oh, no, no, Chomi is a friend. I, I, I keep on looking at achus and thinking, do they mean askis, which means mm, I'm sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> and I, I even looked it up, and it's definitely, I think it's from the Eastern Cape, the word. Okay. And it definitely means... Um, a friend. And friend. Then, okay, and well, then, that's something I'll have to look into. And yeah. then baton, baton is like saying esh. And it's... Ah, when a baton. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, and that's, that's number two. And then chomi is number three. But I didn't think anybody said chomi anymore. But maybe it's because I don't live in South Africa. I haven't heard anybody calling anybody chomi for a while. I've heard them calling some strange other words, <laughs> but I won't go into those right now. I always think of lekker zef. I mean, lekker should be like number one as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because that is like something everybody, oh, it's so lekker, yeah. 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 It's not, Don't I mean, they, so they've taken these popular words from everyone in the whole country. So mm. according to them, these are the 20 most popular. However, the dictionary itself has like thousands of South African words. Mm. There, there are many, many, many South African words. Oh, it's so lekker zef. Ik zal daar gaan kijken. A bikkie, nee. <laughs> it's like jaar yeah. You've got to do the jaar yeah, as mm. well. Okay. And um, talking about uh, places and uh, doing good things for upliftment in communities, I see that there's also a bus which has been transformed into a mobile classroom. Whereabouts is that? That's in Langa in Cape Town. Langa. Langa, sorry. And, <laughs> and I can read really well. I just can't talk. Um, and it's, it's an amazing thing, really amazing. So they've got five primary schools that are benefiting. This former bus that's been turned into a mobile classroom is kitted out with laptops, with Wi-Fi. So one day per week, they go to each of these five primary schools. And for a whole day, these kids get access 
to exactly what Bishops has. Bishops is helping, um, mm-hmm. giving some of their, their work to them. An Atlas Foundation has donated it. Uh, the, the VUSA Academy is running the whole program. They, they used to have a mobile library. And so it's, you know, they've, they've gone up a, even more now. And their dream is to have this all over the country. I mean, it's giving incredible access. And a lot of these kids don't speak English until I think grade three or something. So this mm. is to help them in grade three to really immerse in English and mathematics. Fantastic. What a great idea. I know. And the excitement. I mean, you just see the excitement, the, the, you know, oh. when learning is fun, then it's so easy. Then it's a good thing. Yes. You've got to make it fun for all of those who always go to the schools and help kids with their reading as well uh, in the, the less advantaged schools, shall we say. Now, now we're going to have a bit of a <clears> – because I see here that people are taking trees down. Now, I understand that in South Africa, people are very anti-alien trees. And I know we've talked about the jacarandas before. And thank you for putting that picture up uh, – well, not putting the picture up or, or commenting on the picture, which people keep on putting up every year. Look, the jacarandas are out in Pretoria. And in fact, it's a picture from somewhere in Australia. Um, <laughs> you know, people just go and share caption. everything. Nobody, you know, you know how many comments of people going, even though we wrote there, this I know. is not. But yeah, anyway. No, no, there's no cure for stupid, Jenny. That's one thing. And there's no cure for the shot hole borer, um, which is why when people are saying they're cutting down trees, I start getting very stressed because at this stage, until we have the shot hole borer issue under control, we shouldn't be taking any trees down, be they invasive or not. And that includes, and of course, the jacarandas are no longer um, seen as an invasive species within an urban environment, especially in Johannesburg and Pretoria. So they do not need to be removed. And people are saying, well, shall I take down my syringa? And I'm like, no, leave the trees. We need trees. Otherwise, we're going to end up with a desert in Johannesburg and everything will just go to, to pot. So what have they been doing? Which, what is the idea of removing them in Cape Town? This is in the Cape Floral Kingdom. So it's kind of just outside Cape Town, front shook. It's there. And the aim is to remove 54,000 trees from 54,000 hectares by 2025. And for this particular area, it really is is important because mm-hmm. these trees take up they, they absorb 20% more water than the fynbos and and once these trees are removed cape town will regain 2 months worth of water which um is some billions how many 55 billion liters mm. per year so so these apparently are important it's the pine trees which were introduced mm. to south africa and are now actually quite big business in south africa so it's a, a little touchy removing them and then it's also the acacia the australian acacia the and australian, eucalyptus. which is the black wattle but the eucalyptus there's also been a problem with that because the bees love the eucalyptus trees okay and there has been a lot of people there have been a lot of people saying that if we take down all the eucalyptus all over the place and yes, they are big water thieves, that it will actually impact negatively on the bee population. So they, they really need to be a little bit more careful about this. And at the same time, if they're taking down alien invaders, they need to be planting other trees that will work in that area in their stead. I'm sorry, if anybody takes a tree down, you go and you plant another one. That's yeah. all there is to it. Yeah. That makes sense. Done. Yes. Okay. And what else have you got in the way of local news? Well, it's good and bad. The good is that something has been done about it. The bad is that exactly a year ago, Fikile Nchangase was assassinated. Um, she was a campaigner against a coal mine in KwaZulu-Natal. 
and she was assassinated. It's been a year and there have still been no arrests. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of suspicion around that. And so a wonderful organization called All Rise, which are attorneys for climate and environmental justice, have got involved and they are pushing for action now for arrests to be made. And on Friday, we'll have information on our website on Friday if everybody could, everybody in the area could please join them to march to, you know, show um, solidarity with her family yeah. and with the environmental campaigners. Okay, that's, that's a good one. I like that. I remember there were times when they were trying to strip mine um, St. Lucia to, for titanium and we all went on a march about that as well so if it's not going to be good for our environment just don't go after just doing nothing about it do actually do something about it it's very very wrong that all of these people from all over the world get enriched at the expense of everybody else in our country and taking out all of our minerals yeah what can we say you know <laughs> It would be nice if the government got involved somehow or the other. All right, so now we get on to the fun part. And I still haven't managed to get on to looking at blood and water yet, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm still stuck in various things. I, I haven't been watching a lot of TV lately, but I know there's a lot of really great things that are coming up on both Showmax and on Netflix. Well, blood and water, I was really happy to see that an American publication wrote about it this week. So, I mean, it's really getting attention. It, it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. Young show. Mm. So do watch it. There's also on Showmax now, it's not South African, but um, Succession is back the third season. And I don't know if you've yeah. watched the first two, but it is pretty watch some Moorish. And um, I spoke to a South African who was on the boat. It's called Solange, the boat that the Roy mm -hmm. family own in the TV series and this South African was saying how the TV crew were like so friendly great um, he actually made out with one of the actresses but um, <laughs> in the boss's room um, but he also said that Jeremy Strong who's one of the main characters he plays Kendall Roy apparently stays in character the whole time so even while they meant to be having fun he's still in character so that's Kind of. No, I've worked. I've have worked with people like that, <laughs> including Val Kilmer, who was renowned for actually staying in character. You couldn't even call him by his real name. Uh, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> and I see that Stellenbosch Choir. What are they doing on DSTV Catch Up? Fantastic thing. So I think this is their first show since COVID. They did an open air mm. show. It's called Wurtfiers. I don't know if that's an annual yes. thing. I, I, I haven't heard of it myself. But anyway, open air recording. They have this version of Jerusalem that is beautiful, exquisite. They have loads of other new songs. It's, it's amazing. It was recorded. It was on DSTV. And it's now available to watch on DSTV Catch Up if you missed it. We've got a couple of, um, of the videos on SA People. But if you want to watch the whole show, just head on over to DSTV Catch Up. Oh, and I watched Angelina on Netflix last night, the South African film, about the parking attendant who, who got ill and traveled the world. Oh, yes, yes. And um, I think one of the highlights was, was my daughter and I suddenly saw Skulk, Bezadenate, in it. Oh, God, the man's a lunatic. <laughs> no, he just had a, a very, very small part, but he was brilliant. He was just so Skulk. We often see him having coffee in um, Rosebank at the mall. My girl's just going, oh, mom, I'm in this skunk. Oh, <laughs> oh you'll have yeah, to so. take coffee there. 
No, well, when she comes out to South Africa, I'll be happy to take her around and go and throw her off of the top of the Soweto Towers on a bungee jump as well. How does that sound? <laughs> That's right, well, what she's learning we... Afrikaans. <laughs> I'm going to teach her <laughs> by remote, remote teaching. We can do these things these days. It's fantastic. Okay, so what have you got coming up? I see something which uh, looks like also a bit of a, a kind of an adventure sport thing coming through. Yes, we'll have details next week on the Rhino Peak Challenge, which happens in November. And it's basically, it's so wonderful. They go up the Drakensberg Mountains, but as they say, it's not about climbing for glory. It's about racing against extinction. And um, so some, you know, for rhino, obviously, to, to save the rhino. Well, two things coming off of that. One of the things which I found, which um, I was really excited to hear, was um, that if those people that subscribe to Getaway Magazine online, you'll see that over a few different editions, um, they've done their first one already, where they're taking Cape Town, well, they're taking street artists on these road trips and they're doing videos of them and they're doing interviews and doing the pictures and everything and we managed to uh, talk to the first group that went out and it's all up on Mansfield today the interview with them plus the video the link to the video that they've made and they've got another two street artists who will be going to one of them will be going through the Drakensberg at some stage or into the Lesotho area but looking for the smaller lesser known places and I always say this people before you start thinking I need to go to Mauritius or I want to go to the Comor or whatever, go and take a little trip around your own backyard. There are so many amazing places in South Africa. And even if you're coming from overseas to South Africa, don't just go to Cape Town or to a game farm. Go and find the lesser known places and go and support those places. Don't you think that's a great idea? Oh, totally, totally. I mean, as you're saying that, my head's just bouncing with Mpumalanga, uh, KwaZulu-Natal, Eastern Cape. I mean, just so many beautiful places. Oh, and talking about the Cape as well, of course, the Cape Epic actually took place, it's taking place yes, at the moment. right now. Yeah, so I'm waiting to hear what the, how the winners are done. It's a much depleted field compared to usual um, because obviously a lot of the top people, you know, haven't been able to come out in time and they haven't trained for it because we weren't sure if it was going to happen or not. But big ups to all of the people who have been racing the Cape Epic. It is epic and um, they actually the person who puts it together he put a lovely piece out saying uh, it's got an asterisk next to it because of the fact that this is a different cape epic but they're still having a good field and i just put there you know what the asterisk if you think about life uh, uh, hitchhiker's guide to the end of the galaxy okay Deep thought, the computer, spat out the answer 42. Yeah, I'll never so forget I wrote, that. So all I wrote underneath there, I wrote 42, because in ASCII code, 42 is an asterisk. And the asterisk in ASCII language means whatever you want it to be. Oh. So that is my thought for everybody. <laughs> Go out there and put an asterisk next to everything, because it, it can be 42, whatever you want it to be. And with that fantastic thought, thank you very much, Jenny. Siabonga gakulu, nizombono eviki zayo, which means I'll see you again next week. <laughs> and don't forget, people, to get along to sapeople.com and go and find all these fantastic stories and more. And, of course, beautiful pictures from people all over our lovely, lovely country. Thanks, Jen. Thank you, Melanie, and thanks for the inspiration. Catch you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.